This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. You don't have to tell me anything if you're shy and just don't want to speak to me. It's totally okay. I won't take offense to it. But would any of you like to tell me what you want to learn today? And I'm going to like come down here for a second because that light is a lot. <laughs> no? Nobody? Yeah? Okay. Bridge from page to audio perfect. We are definitely going to talk about that. So yeah, it's been a lot of time. As much as I can talking about that, yeah. Anything you want to share? All of the above, basically. What's the name of your uh, show? Dreadful Tales. Okay, everybody here, listen to Dreadful Tales. Alvy, hi. Are you here just to support me, or is there something in particular you want to learn? You're just here because you love me. I love it. I love you. I love that wheelchair. Like, the lights. Everything about you is just so perfect. Okay. That light really is like, I feel like the police are after me. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> it's so much. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like when it comes time for questions, I'm really worried, like, cause there's a whole spot right here that I just, I can't see. So if you guys don't mind helping me out, if there's somebody that raises their hand over here behind you, help me out, please. <laughs> Right, this is my blind spot. I'm sorry. It's their fault, not mine. They think that um, I'm under arrest, apparently. Okay, um, Sean, I'm sorry, you're texting. Um, I was too busy looking at your name tag. I was just telling everybody as they come in, I'm just asking people, like, why you decided to come to this panel, so that, or this workshop, whatever <laughs> we want to call it, so that way I can make sure that I hit on the points that you are hoping to learn something about. Excellent, excellent. So you're just looking to get your feet wet to see what you need to know. Yeah, I okay. Yeah. To learn more about this. Perfect. Okay. I don't think anybody's in my blind spot over there. I'm going to switch out my mask.
Uh, if you guys want, I have bookmarks up here and postcards if you want to grab some, just for fun. <laughs> yeah, and there's, yeah, there's postcards too, so. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, right there. That's the bookmark. <laughs> you got to not think about that. I should have put them like down there or something. Yeah, yeah, there's a postcard here. Mm -hmm. I'll just put them down here so those who are vertically challenged like me can still reach them. We got about seven minutes before we get started. A few more people have come in. So I'm gonna ask you guys who are new, the same question I've asked everybody else. Is there anything in particular you're hoping to learn today that you would like to share with me so I can make sure that I answer your questions? Do, 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 do. I'm terrible at singing. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> Welcome. How many of you have listened to Nightlight? Yay, I love you guys. And if you haven't, you're, you're going to, right? On your way home? Yeah, I love you guys too. <clears throat> for those of you who have listened to Nightlight, I have a special treat for you during the workshop today. Five minutes, thank you. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't see who you actually are because the lights are so bright. I just saw you wave at me. Great, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, because your faces were just like bright, shiny. You look like angels. It's so nice to meet you guys in person. Yeah. So a few more people have trickled in. Um, I'm asking periodically as people walk in if there's something in particular that you are here to learn. So that way I can kind of tailor my presentation today to what people want to hear about. 
So if there's anything you'd like to share with me about something that you're just dying to know, raise your hand and tell me about it. And just FYI, like right there in the back is a blind spot. So if you're back there raising your hand, I cannot see you yell, Tanya, really loud. Okay, looks like we got about three more minutes. If anybody wants to tell me anything important, ask me any questions. We can totally ask questions before this starts. There's no rule that says that we can't have questions before. I promise I don't bite much. Only on the full moon, right? I mean, the stage is basically like a full moon just like shining on me, so you never know. I might like just shift into a werewolf right here. That was a mask. Yes. Protect you guys. If I can see after I leave here, it's going to be great. <laughs> I just want you guys, I'm sorry, Tal, but I'm going to like tell everybody how awesome you are, Tal. They, them, um, is part of the WGA Audio Alliance. So if you went to Sarah's talk earlier, where she was talking about joining the WGA Audio Alliance, um, you should speak to Tal about that. Tal will be in booth seven, which is just to the left out here. If you are serious about writing audio drama, you definitely want to talk to Tal. Or me, I mean, but Tal's better than me, so talk to Tal. <laughs> Tal can help you sign up. I have no idea how to do that. But I can help you with lots of other things. How about that? <laughs> I feel like it was just 4.43, like two minutes ago, that we enter some weird time warp. For those of you who are just coming in, I have postcards and bookmarks up here if you would like one. I'm running low on bookmarks, so if you want one, I suggest you come get it now. <laughs> Run, fight to the death. I mean, can you tell that I'm a horror writer? <laughs> Yay, thank you. The more you take, the less I have to take home.
Okay, we're good to go? All right. Hi, you guys. How are we feeling today? Yeah, there we go. All right. Um, I am Tanya Ransom. I am the creator and executive producer of Nightlight, a horror podcast that features creepy tales written by black writers from all over the world. Last year, we won the Ignite Award for Best Fiction Podcast, which my friends tell me I'm supposed to bring with me. I'm not pretentious, I promise. I'm just, I get yelled at by friends. Um, <laughs> and I'm starting a new podcast this fall that is a full cast audio drama called Afflicted. Both of them are horror shows, obviously, so most of my expertise lies in horror, but I can help you write other types of content as well. So <clears throat> normally when I give this workshop, I have a little more time to give it, so we're compressing it down today. We've only got 45 minutes, so if you have a computer that you're going to write on, then I need you to open it and go to that Zoom link because what we're gonna do is you're gonna share your work with me if you want so that we can all comment on it together, but mostly me commenting on your work. So you will get a free critique if you're willing to share with the class, okay? Do we all know the Wi-Fi password? The debt is dumb, cash is king, so if you're not connected to Wi-Fi, it'd be a good idea to do that right now. And there is a reference doc that you can bookmark to take home with you that has all the stuff that's in this presentation. We good so far? All right, let's roll. Okay, so we're talking today about what it takes to write a good first scene. I will. For your audio drama. So your first scene has many, many jobs, okay? You should be introducing the atmosphere and tone of your story, right? Is this a horror story? Is it romance? Is it sci-fi? We should know that within the first scene. Don't make people guess what kind of show this is, okay? You want to make the listener curious about something. So who can give me an example of something that we could do to make the listener curious? You right there. Yes, question about who the antagonist might be. So like classic murder mystery type stuff, you know, you open up your script with somebody dying, that's gonna be automatic questions, right? So that's kind of like low hanging fruit as far as questions go. But you know, you could have questions if it's like a sci-fi podcast, it's why are we going to this planet? Why are we trying to colonize this planet? What's trying to kill us on this planet that we're trying to colonize? Those are all great questions. You want, you want your question to be big, right? It's gotta carry you through a whole season of a show. So you want, you want a big question. Now, earlier, I was talking to somebody who is a traditional prose writer. The difference between audio and prose is that for audio, you have to have more tension and faster pacing, faster pacing. And the reason for that is think about like when you're reading a book, you get to a part and they're talking about damask curtains. I don't even know if that's a thing, but let's just assume that it is. <laughs> is it a thing? Am I, am I, was I, okay. So you see something like that and you just kind of skim over that part because you don't really care what kind of curtains there are. It's not important to the story, it's just kind of like setting the tone a little bit on the page. People who are listening to something can't skim the way that you can when you're reading something on a page. So you have to cut out those bits. 
So the bits that you would typically go on and on about, you can't do that in audio. Um, you also have to be really careful to hook your reader really quickly. You have more time to hook your reader when you're writing like a book or even a short story. People are a little more patient with getting to the point, especially because they can kind of flip ahead and be like, ooh, that looks juicy, and then they keep going. They can't do that in audio. You've got to hook them in that first minute or two. Aside from that, you want to make sure that you have distinctive voices. You want to make sure that the writing that you do for the dialogue is really distinctive between your characters so people don't get them confused. But you also want to make sure your actors don't sound very close to the same, right? Because otherwise, when people are listening to it, they're going to get confused. Raise your hand if you've watched a TV show and you've gotten two characters on a TV show that you could see confused. People will get your characters confused on an audio drama unless you make sure that you are very distinctive in the way that they word things and that you make sure that their voices are distinctive, especially if they're in scenes together. Does that make sense? Excellent. Okay. The last thing that makes a great first scene is the setting and the soundscape. So this kind of relates to the atmosphere and tone piece of things. You want to make sure that you are setting a precedent for the kind of audio drama that you have. So not just the genre, but how much is it sound designed, right? So like Nightlight, for instance, is a narrative fiction podcast. So it's someone reading you a story with sound effects. It's lighter on sound design than, say, a full cast audio drama like Afflicted is going to be. So you want to make sure that whatever it is that you plan on doing for the whole season or the whole show, that you're setting that tone at the beginning. Make sense? Cool. It is so hard to breathe and talk and a mask at the same time. <sighs> OK. Thank you. <laughs> OK, so I wanted to show you guys a few quick examples before we start to write. So this is the fun surprise that I had planned for you. So this is the first scene in Afflicted, my new audio drama. So you guys get to see this before anybody else does. So congratulations on your choice to come here today. <laughs> OK, I'm going to come down here so that I can like point some stuff out. So I'm short, so you guys are just going to have to imagine I have like stretchy arms that go up really high. <laughs> So, okay, when you're writing a script, you don't necessarily have to start with a teaser. You see how it says teaser at the top? You don't have to start with a teaser. I think starting with a teaser is a great idea because it's a great way to introduce your show and introduce the hook for your show. It's not a rule. It just makes it a little easier. So <clears throat> I write my scripts like screenplays. You don't have to format them like screenplays. Um, there is a BBC radio format that's in the document that I linked at the beginning, like if you look at that document. I like screenplay format because I work with a lot of screen actors, so they're more familiar with this. So it's easier for me to work with them in this format. So at the very, very top, that EXT East Texas Woods, that's just telling you the setting. Where is this happening? Okay. Now your sound designer is going to get a lot of information from that if they're really good. If you don't have a very big budget, for a sound designer, 
you might want to be super explicit in the sounds that people hear at that moment. So I'm not super explicit here because I really have a great sound designer, but the sounds of the nocturnal nightlife, all of that, those are kind of like must-haves for me. I know that she's gonna go back, she's gonna add some other stuff. She's going to infer that because it's nighttime, that it's not just gonna be like nocturnal wildlife in a campfire, but it's also just gonna be quieter in general. So it just depends on your budget, how explicit you are with sounds throughout your script. <clears throat> and then I have a line of dialogue here, more sound direction again. And then we have some tension here. So Agatha says, what now? But then Janice doesn't respond, right? So that's tension, right? It's not like big tension, but it's some tension. It's like, wait, what, what is she doing? Why is she not responding? So the next, I don't know, oh, there's my clicker, okay. <laughs> the next thing I wanted to show you was characterization and setting time. So this particular little page that I'm showing you sets the characterization for Agatha versus Janice. So I'm not gonna read you all this dialogue, we don't have time for that. But in general, what's happening here is Janice is very unsure. She is apprehensive about this whole thing. Agatha's gung-ho. So this dialogue is to kind of show what kind of characters these two women are. But it also sets a time, okay? Because this teaser scene is taking place in the 90s. So on TV, you would just be like, 1995, and everybody would know. You can't do that in audio. So what I had them do instead is I have Janice bring up the Oklahoma City bombing and mention that it just happened recently, like last week or a few days ago. So that kind of lets everybody know that this is happening in the past, okay? And then you need to take a chill pill. Nobody says that anymore, right? So use like slang and dialogue from the time that your characters are in. Ew. There we go. Okay, last little thing before we start writing. Describing without describing. <sighs> One thing that really irritates me are audio dramas with narrators. I know some of you in here have audio dramas with narrators, I'm sorry. But I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like someone else like telling me a story about what's going on. I like to feel like it's more of like a TV experience. Not everybody's like that. You can totally have a narrator. But if you don't want a narrator, if you want it to be more of like a TV kind of experience, then you've got to be able to describe things without describing them. So if you had a narrator in this scene, so here, you know, she's saying, Janice is saying, what's wrong with your eyes? So we know as a listener, there's something going on with her eyes at that point. But we don't necessarily know what. Now a narrator would say, and Agatha's eyes turned black and began to leak blood. But we're not doing that. We're gonna have Janice freak out about her eyes and tell us what's happening. Does that all make sense? Okay, so we have set tone, character, time, setting, all of that. So I'm gonna give you guys three minutes to write as much as you can. Are you ready? Set, go. Oh. If you want to use it, 
Yeah, actually, that might be a good when I start yeah. showing other people's stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, just this one right here. Obviously, it's, yeah. this is better clicker. Right, so, so don't push any of the other buttons. You yeah. Just push that one. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. I have a laser pointer. You guys are in trouble now. Okay, about a minute and a half left. Normally people are usually able to get that initial location of the first scene, the soundscape, and maybe a line or two of dialogue. <clears throat> and if you'd like to share, I would like for you to join the Zoom. And if you want to share but can't get on the Zoom for whatever reason, if you have an iPhone and just want to airdrop me a screenshot of your script, we can do that too. Also, I love you guys for being here. Thank you. <laughs> A little less than 30 seconds left. Bless you. All right, go ahead and finish the sentence that you were on. Well, my watch reminds me that I'm supposed to be drinking water. Okay, is, does anybody want to join the Zoom and share their screen? Or are you going to make me come up with my own examples of things to teach you with? Who wants a free critique? You would like a free critique? Are you joining the Zoom? Okay. <laughs> Gonna make sure, yeah, all participants can share. Perfect. All right, and you're muted, excellent. Okay, can you just share your screen? Thank you, Stephen, for being our guinea pig. How do you guys feel about what you wrote so far? Yeah. I mean, it's first draft, right? So it's not gonna be great, it's okay. 
Do you feel like what you wrote, you nailed at least the setting? Yeah, okay. All right, Stephen, excellent. Okay, so Stephen elected to write a teaser. Stephen, I'm sorry, are your pronouns? He, them, okay. All right, so Stephen elected to write a teaser, which is great. So that right there, established desert, crickets, blah, blah, blah. That's great, right? Okay, I feel really good about this so far. Do you think that there's any other sounds that should be noted in there? Nope, all right, I mean, I feel good about it too. If you don't have, like if you have like a brand new sound designer, you might wanna be really specific here, but I think this is a good enough start until you know how experienced your sound designer is gonna be. Okay, and then a car door opens, followed by clothes rustling and a loud thump of a person's body landing on the rough dirt outside of the car. Okay, so <clears throat> this is also really good because it's going to raise a question, right? Even if the listener can't tell that this is a body being dropped <laughs> on the dirt outside of somebody's car, they're gonna wonder what's going on here, right? So this definitely creates some curiosity so we can check that box on that. You got a lot written. <laughs> Normally people don't write quite this much the first time. Okay, so we have our characters Stan and Brody. Great. So something I wanna point out here is you also need to think about as you're writing this, what your budget is for your actors. Because you know if you only have like a couple hundred dollars for your actors, you probably don't wanna write like 20 different characters. I mean, you really shouldn't have 20 different characters anyway probably, but make sure <laughs> you don't have so many actors that you can't keep up with your budget. Okay, so Stan says, don't get up or I'll run over, run you over until you stay down. That is a great line. So that's great characterization there, right? We understand just from that line alone that Stephen, or I'm sorry, Stan, doesn't play around, right? Like, don't mess with Stan. So Brody groans. And then Stan says, or I'll take a finger as a memento. So we've made it pretty clear already, Stephen has, um, in these first few lines, that Brody's apparently been kidnapped or at least being held against his will, right? We have tension here. We have a question that needs to be answered that we don't yet have answered, which is gonna compel us to keep listening to find out, is Brody gonna live? Why is Stan even doing this? Like you see how all the questions start to pile up just from this, these few lines. So then Brody says, you won't let it go, will you? So now we're kind of getting a hint of why Stan might be doing this. And then Stan says, this is me letting it go. If you stay here and don't come back. So Stan is really like fed up with all of this, right? So this is great. Um, Brody says, I have to come back. It's my house. So we've got a little bit of comedic relief in there. And then the last one, it's my grandma you were fooling with. My bedroom floor, you split open. Okay, so now I'm really like, hold up. Like this isn't just like somebody got kidnapped. Like there's some other stuff going on here. So this is a lot of questions in a really short period of time. So this is really, really awesome. Um, as far as what I would do to make this better, I would probably be a little bit more specific here about your soundscape. Like, yes, we know we're in the desert, right? There's coyotes, blah, blah, blah. 
car door opens, but I would think about what, what is something unique about that particular desert landscape, right? Like is there, is it near a highway, for instance? Is it way out in the middle of nowhere, so it's like completely quiet? Um, is it nighttime? I mean, crickets are going and coyotes, so I'm assuming that it's nighttime. So, you know, like up here I would have like um, EXT desert as your location. But think, think really deeply about what sounds you might hear, because that's the thing that I think most people forget to do, is think about the sounds that you hear just, you know, day to day type stuff. Like in a city, you hear people walking on a sidewalk, you hear yelling, you hear people skateboarding, things that you may not necessarily think about that's gonna add dimension to your scene. So be thinking about stuff like that. Does anyone else see anything that Stephen could do to improve this? Yes, Chandler, right? Yeah, so like where is the desert? What sounds, you know, what animals are in that particular desert versus another? So yeah, being specific about that will help your sound designer. Yes. Uh, this seems like a very animated scene between, uh, mainly with uh, Stan, I think having some action lines of him moving around or acting erratic, if that is the vibe that he's going for, could be fun. Yes, yes, absolutely. That, I was gonna talk about that on our next little go around, but that, that's perfect. We can tell, no, it's, it's okay, we can totally do that now. I love that you already see that. So there's a lot of great dialogue here, but obviously Brody isn't just like, you know, I'm assuming he might be in a chair let's say, you know, like tied to a chair. He's not just sitting there, right? You know, he's either struggling against the tape or like rocking the chair. You know, maybe Stan is kind of walking around and being threatening, you know, stomping. You know, do they, do they sigh? Do they clear their throat? Things like that. But this is a really, really good start. Great job. Okay. Thank you, Stephen, for sharing. That, that really was a really great start, though. It, and, and really, like, that's almost exactly what I would want to see if I were, like, taking submissions for an audio drama, is someone who can show me tension and raising questions in the audience really quickly. Okay? Oh, um, the other thing I wanted to note is it wasn't super clear what genre that was until the very end of that. Uh, page, which is totally fine. It doesn't need to happen in the first line. Um, but it's good that you mentioned the grimoire when you did, because now we know this is a horror show, or at least we'll have, you know, horror elements to it. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys five minutes to write this time, and then I'll ask for another volunteer, and we'll go over your work. And then we will have some Q&A at the end. I'm sorry? Um, you, you can write whatever you want. I'm not the scene police, so. <laughs> I mean, if you've got multiple ideas for an audio drama, like, you can write another one. Do you guys want me to be quiet while you're writing? Yeah? Okay. Yes. How, 
How, what would it take to kind of go from a screenplay to an audio drama? I can show you exactly what it takes to do that. Give me just a second. <laughs> no, that, that's great. That's great. Um, actually, let's wait until this timer's done. Because I have, like, I have a script that I adapted from a screenplay to an audio drama. And so I'll just, like, show that to you. And if you email me. Yeah, email me, um, and I'll share both of the scripts with you so that you can use them for reference yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's the first thing that I ever wrote, so it's not great. But no, no worries. It'll give you some direction on at least my initial attempt to adapt. Yeah, because I, I wrote this, and I feel like it would actually translate pretty well to an audio drama. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, same thing. There you go. I mean, I wrote... I wrote a screenplay before I ever wrote an audio drama. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, a little less than three minutes. so glad that y'all are actually writing like I was worried that a lot of people would just like sit here and twiddle their thumbs and not write I don't know if you can tell but I used to teach seventh grade English No. It took away my timer when I did the thing, so <laughs> we'll just stop in a couple of minutes. Or a minute, I guess I should say. Okay, let's go ahead and finish up whatever sentence you were working on. And there's another glimpse of Afflicted, episode one. And if I can get a volunteer to share again, that'd be great. Yes. Okay. Uh, find the phone. And let me... <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Let me unlock my phone. And I think I need to change it so I can accept airdrop from anybody. 
Although I guess I should do it on the computer because that's where I need it. All right, so while I'm bringing this up, all right. Okay, so I have no idea what this computer's name is. It's probably Tanya something though. Yep, that'd be me. I heard a sound. I don't hear a notification or I don't see a notification. Womp womp. I don't know why it's not showing up. It dropped over there. That's weird. Wrong one? Okay. Oh, that's okay. I mean, it would probably help if I knew what the name of my computer was. I just have no idea. Yep, that's it. <clears throat> oh, hey, I see Nick in here. I, don't, I mean, I don't see you, Nick, but I see your name. <laughs> okay, is it going to drop? Is it not? All right, tell you what, you keep trying to drop that and I'm gonna answer a question real quick. So I had a question about how do you adapt a screenplay from screen to audio? So I wanted to show you guys and if I hear it beep, I'll accept your thing, just keep going. Um, so I wanted to show you guys this script. This is the very first script that I ever wrote and it's a spec script for the Twilight Zone. So it's not great because it's the first thing I ever wrote. Um, but I just want to kind of show you a little bit about how you might adapt from TV to audio. So here in the very first scene, there's a woman that's coming home from a funeral. She's driving on a dark country road, you know, crying, you know, upset because she's coming home from her mother's funeral, right? Oh, yay, airdrop. Got it. Okay, I'm gonna show that in just a second. I'm gonna finish this and then we'll pop back over to that. Okay, so the difference in this is that I took all of that stuff about her driving down a country road and it's dark and her tail lights are you know, reflecting off a of fog because you can't hear any of that, right? So I made it clear you know, that she's driving on a country road all alone and her car hits a pothole to make it clear that she's driving in the country. You know, this isn't a nice paved interstate road, right? So basically what I did was think about the soundscape of each scene and converted the visual to audio. Now, some scenes I had to change just because they didn't work on audio. So you have to kind of think about, you know, if, especially like if it's a play on words or something that people have to see, like you can't do that kind of stuff. Um, somebody mentioned earlier sirens, don't put sirens in your audio dramas, people hate that because then they think the cops are after them and stressful, nobody wants that, okay? Um, and then it just focuses on dialogue. So really the difference between a screenplay and an audio play is that the, screen, or the screenplay is going to have more action stuff, which is that stuff, whereas the audio is just gonna obviously focus on what the audio of something sounds like. Does that make sense? But basically you just kinda go through each scene 
You have to also think about pacing, like um, screenplays, your pacing might be a little slower in some scenes, so you might need to tighten it up a little bit. But those are the primary differences. Okay. All right, let's go over here. All right, you sent three, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm gonna try to make this bigger, bigger. So hopefully you guys can see that okay. <clears throat> oh, okay, so this one we're starting off outside in a battlefield at dusk. I like it, we're talking about where and the time of day, because the time of day makes a difference in how something sounds, right? So that's great. Fields burn and the ground shakes as heavy boot steps fall to the ground. Screams echo throughout the battlefield. Swords clash against swords and shields splinter against hammers. Amy, who's 24, drags her bloody body along the ground. Okay, so there's some things about this that are really, really great. I love that we're talking about the fields burning, the ground shaking, the boot steps, the screams, all of that really sets a good scene. The swords sets us in a time, right? We know this is not modern warfare, right? Typically, people aren't fighting with swords anymore, so we know this must have taken place sometime in the past. The only thing that I would change about this beginning is that Amy is dragging her bloody body along the ground. So when you think about how that sounds, you know, of course it's gonna sound like somebody's being dragged, but that could be, people could be imagining all kinds of things. They could be imagining somebody dragging a body, not her dragging herself. So you have to think about some way to make it clear in dialogue that she's dragging her body and that she's injured. So <clears throat> I think the way that I would probably change this is I would just leave that last line out and then in her first line of dialogue, I would probably, you know, you could have her talking to someone or talking to herself like, can we curse? Is that okay? Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> okay. I mean, I would have her say something like, oh shit, this is gonna kill me or something like that. Or, you know, I can't get this arrow out or, you know, if she's got a sword in her, you know, how is she hurt? So, you know, talking about like, oh, I shouldn't take this sword out because you know, I'll bleed to death. You know, something like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have a sword stuck in me. You know, think about different ways that you can say, I have a sword stuck in me without saying I have a sword stuck in me. Okay, so what is, what is this um, where you say voice? Is that like a narrator? So, or like... Okay. Okay. So is that voice going to sound like her or distinctly separate from her? It'd be a male, a male voice. Okay, oh, I'm sorry, I, I should be repeating <laughs> all of this. So, um, I'm sorry, what was your name again? Uh, Michael. Michael, pronouns? Uh, yeah. Okay, Michael. Um, so Michael, what he was saying was um, that this voice is kind of like a narrator and that it's distinctly separate from Amy, but it's also something that you want to remain a mystery in the beginning, right, okay? So what I would do here is I would be really, I'm pointing here, you guys can't see that. <laughs> I would put here where this you know, voice, like you can call it voice, you can call it whatever you want, but I would put somewhere um, in parentheses probably beneath it that you want some sort of voice modification for that so it sounds you know, like it's got a little bit of reverb or echo in it so it sounds like a thought and not like dialogue. Okay. 
Because otherwise it's going to come across as there's someone talking to her. Okay, we got six minutes left. So, okay, Amy coughs up blood. How do we know that she's coughing up blood, like auditorily? In a splatter. Okay. And so then we just kind of assume that it's blood at that point because we know she's injured, right? Okay. All right, I'm going to kind of go through this real quick. So we have a couple of minutes for questions. Okay, woman clad in heavy plate armor. That's great because that's also a really good uh, sound. Um, cocky smirk on her face. We can't see that, right? So we have to think about, you know, is this is it Valerie is her name? So what I would probably do is we know that she's got, a, she's got a cocky smirk on her face. We don't necessarily know why. But I would have in parentheses above her next line of dialogue that you know, she's saying it in a cocky way. So that, that message comes across. It's going to come across in her voice, not in the description part. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. And I'm just like reading through the dialogue. The characters seem fairly distinct. I think I would probably distinguish them just a little bit more. Um, same with you, Stephen. Like you both had, you know, two, you had two males, two females. That can get kind of confusing if your actors don't sound different. So you want to make sure, especially if you have two people, that their voices will sound like the same gender that you're making sure that they talk differently so that we can, we don't even necessarily have to know this is a different person speaking to know that, it, that it's a different character. Okay, we good? Okay, we got about five minutes left. So I'm just gonna make sure there's nothing on this last thing that I wanna touch on. Yeah, the last line. What about the last line? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, that's good. I think you're doing what a lot of people first do when they start writing, when they start writing audio plays is they still think about it visually, which is totally okay. Like you can keep writing like this and then just go back on your second draft and be like, oh, can't see a smirk. How do I do this? So, I mean, it's okay to write like this for your first draft if that's how your brain works until your brain learns to work the other way. Okay. Get back over here. And we discussed, okay, questions. We have about three minutes for questions. Does anybody have any questions? Yes. Okay. Right. Right. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know if anybody in here is a lawyer, but it is my understanding that you can't really use music in your podcast, like even to set the tone. Um, you can use it to like comment on. Will, did you want to say something? Yeah, I highly recommend, recommend uh, Yeah, so you can find something that's like, that sounds like it's from that era, but then use some dialogue kind of like I did where she's talking about the Oklahoma City bombing. Use that to kind of bolster like, yes, this music sounds like it's, you know, from this decade, but they're also saying something in the dialogue that firmly puts you in that decade. Okay, any other questions? 
Yes. Right, okay. Um, so uh, Chandler asked, basically, what can you do that's more experimental to set time if you're you know, not in the present or you're in some weird time that maybe people, you know, especially like if you're in the future where people don't necessarily have like an idea of what that sounds like. Um, I would rely a lot on dialogue. So you know, let's say that we have something set in the future. You could say something like, you know, one of your characters is you know, before Earth exploded in, you know, 2050, you know, and now we know we're in the future at some point. And we don't need to be specific about the year. The year doesn't matter at that point, right? So you really have to think about what matters in terms of that soundscape and setting the time. Does that, does that answer your question? Okay. All right. One more minute. Any other questions? Are we sure? I can't, if you're right there, I cannot see you, so you'll have to yell my name. <laughs> No questions? None? All right, do you guys feel pretty good about what you wrote? Do you feel like you got a decent start? Do you feel like you're pretty well equipped to finish this first draft now? <laughs> Excellent. Then the last thing that you need to know is how to contact me. So one thing that I do for anyone who comes to my workshops is I will allow you to send me one page of something you've written, and I will give you a critique, okay? So you can DM me at mystifying, or you can email workshop at nightlightpod.com. Tell me that you came to my workshop at Podcast Movement, so I know you're not just some weirdo. And it may take me a while. <laughs> it depends on how busy I am, but I will get back to you. It won't be like copious amounts of notes. You know, I don't have time for that. But I will tell you what's working and what's not. All right. We have 17. Oh, wait, no, I'm over time. It's counting up now. So <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Thank you all so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I hope it was helpful. Don't forget to come get a bookmark and a postcard. And I mean, see the award if you want to.